Hello, um, we're back in episode three of part two. Um, we had some technical issues there for a minute, so we went ahead and created a part two. So I left off at talking about uh, field research I conducted, conducted with an interview of an Afro-Hispanic um, girl here on campus, um, and she could speak on the behalf of minorities. Um, so... The thing I want to talk to you guys about and tell you um, is that, so this girl, my participant, um, she was in psychology class one day and she went in there and she had a Caucasian professor. So she went in there and it was a day where he had lecture and, you know, they had their regular psychology lecture and everything and there was something that she knew and there was something that caught her eye basically and she wanted to answer so you know she raised her hand and gave the answer and before the professor could answer um a white peer there another classmate of hers um had some pretty nasty things to say to her um in regards to her race and sadly, the white professor didn't say anything, didn't defend her, um, did not say that this student needed to leave the room or anything. He just kind of didn't know what to say, um, even though I'm sure in the handbook here at Western and we show great pride in trying to get more diverse diversity here on campus. Um, and the fact that the professor didn't really say anything um, how does that make you feel? Um, because my question I want to ask you here is, um, you know, after having some time to think about the field research um, that I told you about, um, I brought it up in part one. Uh, how would you feel if you were that student? Well, if I was a student, I would feel pretty upset, you know, not only to the teacher, um, I mean, to the professor, but to also the students, you know, and to that specific student that had said something to me. And honestly, I don't think I feel safe or, like, comfortable to actually go back into that class and, like, be able to sit down and watch, like, have everybody feel like, oh, he called her out, ha, 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 you right, know? Right, So, Victor, do you have anything to add on there? Um, I agree with Natalie. Um, I will feel, you know, unsafe and like I was being targeted towards and I would not want to come back to that class and let alone be on campus, you know? Right. Um, so actually, uh, the results of this field research, um, this girl actually stopped coming to in-person classes. Um, based on what we talked in part one of episode three, um, we discussed basically um, if you intend if you attend in person or not, and you know I asked the background of it um, and what your experience with white professors have been in the past based on those classes. So my question now is, would you change your mind about how you feel that your professors are now being the majority? How do you feel? being able to relate to the majority, to the, uh, excuse me, the minority side um, now? Um, honestly, I would feel like we should have some more diversity. And our teachers, they do tell you when you come to campus, there's diversity on campus, but they don't mention diversity in the student staff. That's a, that's a really good point. You know, and that, really like, you know, point. Yeah. Right. Um, Victor, do you have anything to add on to that? 
Um, um, would you change your answer? Because at first I remember you saying that um, you felt okay, you know, you were on that neutral side. You were on that neutral side too, Natalie. How would you feel, Victor? Um, I would still be on a neutral side. I'm so sorry that that happened to that student. You know, right. I wasn't in uh, that student, you know, position at the time. Like I said, I'm going off what I know and what I've been through, you know. Okay. So since I've been here, uh, I haven't seen that going on. Um, I haven't witnessed that. I haven't been uh, okay. associated with it. So I don't really want to, you know, right. I just feel really bad. But yeah, but speaking on what you did here and what you do know now, um, do you think that WIU needs to hire a more diverse faculty and staff? Um, Do you think that would help? Honestly, I always felt that it should be a diverse staff, you know, um, that would help more students connect with each other and, you know, more teachers to connect with their students. You know, right. um, when the student have that type of help from a teacher, then that student will, you know, be successful in the classroom, okay. you know. Well, so, and you say that would depend on the same race? Yes, how do you think that, speaking on the experience of being a minority, how do you think that helps um, the cause? Like, how does your race affect how this white professor would treat you? Um, well, that's a really good question. Um, honestly, I'm going to just say with having the same race teacher, you know? Right. Um seeing someone that you know like someone that you feel like you could you know bond with uh -huh. is really helpful you know you feel comfortable in the environment right so for the teacher to make that student feel this for any teacher for that student to make that student that teacher to make that student feel uncomfortable right was just wrong you know it could not it stand up been, you yeah. know i get what you're saying i completely agree um, and I think what you're saying has to do with the sensitivity and these um, basically these white professors aren't trained to understand the needs of minority students. And um, they're having a hard time relating in a way while you guys are also having a hard time relating. And I can speak that because I'm also a minority. Right. Um, so how do you think? Natalie, having these BIPOC professors could aid your experience of college education, um, just your college experience, and just basically a sensitivity to your race? Um, well, I'm going to take it back a little. You know, like back in high school, like you pretty much went to the school in your neighborhood, you know, so you pretty much, in what neighborhood you lived in, that's, you know, what was in the school, you know? Right. But like when you get to college, it's pretty much all like, Caucasians, you know, and they're elderly, so, you know, they kind of don't get to, like, where I'm trying to see it, you know, they don't kind of see the, like, they see everybody struggle, but, like, I feel like they think that her struggle is not as important, you know? Right. Um, but I feel like we did have some more diversity in the student, like, in the staff. I think that would be kind of cool where they could be like, I went through that, this is what happened to me, let me help you out so you don't have to take this route, you know? Right. Kind so of like, that's, a, that's a really good point being made because I see your point from a standing of them being, I guess, if say they were alumni and they were minorities, you know, seeing and being able to speak on the exemplary, exemplary experience that minorities can have here on campus 
um, mm-hmm. during their time is one thing that, you know, could help out the university um, in regards to money, you know, um, it, a higher admissions rate uh, for students. More opportunities. Um, more opportunities, yeah. Scholarships, you know, one thing that um, I think needs to be really focused in on is basically the change in where the money is going. Um, mm-hmm. The money is not going where it should be. And that's just speaking on how many minorities are attending the school, mm-hmm. you know. Although that you right now during COVID, you can't be shown all the minorities that are here, you know, wouldn't you think that based on how many actual minorities there are, speaking upon this together, we can say that we don't really have anything here for us. You know, there aren't programs like there are for some Caucasian people. You know, I spoke on earlier, Casa Latina was one thing that like, you know, was a place for Latinas to, Latinos to go and hang out, you know, and I can say that because I, I'm classified as Hispanic, you know, I'm Latina and you are too, Natalie, so, um, and that's one thing, you know, it's just a different feel when you have someone of the same race being able to relate to you and kind of be empathetic and sympathetic to your situation of transitioning into a predominantly white community um so with that being said um i kind of wanted to bring in one of my sources that i had talked about in an annotated bibliography um it's basically it's titled racial attitudes of university faculty members and does interracial contact matter um so basically in this research article um so the authors wrote a study that examined like racial attitudes of white faculty members, primarily from a Midwestern university. Um, But that's something that a lot of students and I guess professors can relate to because America is becoming more diverse every day. And these are American schools, right? But although their titles as American schools, are they really full of Americans, you know, what is considered to be an American now? You know, where is this money going to? Money doesn't pick who gets to use it. Money is used between all Americans, all races. And that's one thing that I think this school needs to recognize that the money shouldn't just go to the majority. Um, And this article kind of shines a light uh, with their theory Um, of something called contact theory Um, and contact theory is just basically when you're in contact to an idea a group of people um, and studies that are looked at and how that affects those people so the authors essentially believe that there's an unreasonable gap in the diversity of university faculty and educators Um, they support their ideas by showing a demographic growth of diversity in the student body while the faculty's growth and diversity remains to being native born white Um, So from that, it's basically saying, and this, and mind you, this is something that isn't just happening at Western Illinois University. It's something that's also happening at countries across the country, you know, schools across the country. (laughs) It's okay. Um, So how do you feel about that, Natalie, based on what we have just talked about in this episode? 
Um, honestly, that's true. Like, you know, I really don't, like, I never thought about it like that. You know how it's not just affecting, like, us as, like, one school. It's happening all over. All over the world. Yeah, all over the world, you know. Because there's so many, like, even if it's not racism, there's always, like, classes, you know. Right. Um, And that's one thing that I actually talked with my English professor about. Um... That, you know, the English department here at Western is kind of struggling in a way to, okay, Victor, um, you're African-American male. Um, You are from Chicago. And there's such thing as we come from different cultures, but there's different aspects of cultures brought into it. That's language, um, the actual meaning of culture, like one's beliefs, religion, this and that. So language has a big role in that. Two, and now transitioning into college, it's different for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be like me transitioning to this college, and I'm I'm doing it from a different country. There's foreign exchange students that are coming here to universities and studying, and it's not their first language. Okay. You know, it's something that they're trying to take a hold of, and they're trying to decide that for them, and a language isn't going to be in the way. But the one thing professors aren't educated about and prepared to teach is how to write in a different culture. And I say that because that that revolves around language, that revolves around the way someone speaks, the way someone thinks, the way someone studies. You know, the whole framework is a lot um so what i was getting at is victor you're an african-american male and would you say that with your experiences this semester have you learned a lot about your writing um yes so when i first got here um i really when i was writing papers in high school i wasn't really good at you know explaining and you know comprehending a lot of things um even my first semester here, you know, I didn't have an English class, so it was like, you know. A lot of the things were new to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it made it a little harder. Yeah. And also, I have a lot of things that I learned this semester. I have an English class. What I learned this semester is that um, a lot of the things I learned now, I didn't know before. Like, um, add on to something that I knew before, you know, and certain ways that things should be, you know, and I got better at writing over time, but it's kind of hard. Be- it's kind of hard because, you know, I grew up from this certain place, you know, and right. it's not like it really don't care for like students there, you know. Uh, where I went to school at, and it was just troubling for me over the years. So. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and from basically everything you're saying is that the professors here at Western weren't prepared to help you with the transition of this, you could call it a environmental shock. Um, culture shock is kind of known as um, a Vietnam descendant moving to America, but all they've known is Vietnam all their life. So they come to America and they aren't prepared to experience everything that America has to offer. So the professors here at WIU aren't educated enough in the sensitivity, like I mentioned before, of how to direct you in the right way by not still offending you, you know, because that's your culture. That's something that 
um, you grew up on, you grew up knowing, and who is somebody to tell you that you're not writing correctly or you're not, well, honestly, the school is. Um, not the school, actual school, you know, but books, um, the requirements of what we're supposed to meet in English classes. But sorry, guys, I'm getting off topic. Um, but that's just something I wanted to bring in by incorporating my secondary source um, by the racial attitudes. And, you know, and that's something that I appreciate this episode and you guys, you know, spending the time. Um, we have one more episode left um, where we're going to talk about another source. And it's kind of going to be the stick in this podcast because I think that something really needs to be done. And I think by talking to you guys, you guys feel the same. So if you guys want to watch the next episode, go ahead.